I hit that sweet spot between all three Fast and Furious <laughs> leads, with the exception of Paul Walker. You're in the Venn diagram. <laughs> in 1999, a slightly disturbing young man declared that we are soldiers of hell. We are neither soldiers nor from hell, but like obedient little sleeper agents, we have gradually recruited people from popular culture to create a military force to be reckoned with. Each episode, we'll be nominating someone new to join our ranks. Yo, dude. Hello, how are you? Have you got your Christmas socks on? Yes, I have got some Christmas socks on. <laughs> have you? That was a good guess. I've got my Stormtrooper Christmas socks on. So not only Christmas socks, Star Wars Christmas socks. Star Wars Christmas socks, yeah. I was watching uh, the first Christmas film of the year this, uh, well, yesterday. Uh, we put up the tree and we did some decorating and uh, <laughs> then sat down as a family to watch that that old-time classic, the Princess Switch 2. <laughs> switch, switched again, I think it's called. <laughs> I think my girls have watched the Princess Switch 3 the other day. Yeah. They're, they're, they're big Princess Switch fans. Well, uh, I uh, watching it yesterday, um, mine pointed out that... Uh, have, have you seen it, by the way? I've seen enough of it to know that it's probably not my thing. <laughs> no. Um, at the end, at the end of the second one, there is a, a coronation, and uh, one of the well, some attendees at the coronation are some characters from, and I've had to write this down because I haven't seen it. A Christmas Prince, the Royal Baby, which is another. Netflix Christmas movie. So we have got a joined up princess Christmas film universe. <laughs> yeah, the Netflix <laughs> Netflix Christmas universe or the NCU as it's now called. I mean, that is one specific, you know, I, I'm not sure everybody, anybody asked for that, but definitely uh, nice to see that little it- nod to continuity there. It reminded me of when um, when Rapunzel rocks up to Elsa's coronation. I think it's Elsa's coronation in Frozen. Yes, yeah, she's crossing the bridge briefly, isn't she? I think. Yeah, um, yeah. That linking into that whole Tarzan is their brother um, Disney shared universe theory, which is completely debunked by Frozen Two, but it was nice while it lasted. I don't know that one. That's, that's a new one. This, the theory was, obviously there's this idea that all of the Disney films actually take place in one massive continuity, with Lion King being the first, because it's just, there's no humans, it's the furthest back, it's just wild Africa. Yeah. But the, the, the theory goes that um, Elsa's mum and dad, um, when they go off on the ship... Um, during the opening montage, when they get um, when the ship goes down, yeah, is that they're sailing um, somewhere? Um, they the ship goes down, they survive and go and find a way to survive on a tropical island, being Tarzan's parents, <laughs> um, until Tarzan is till they're killed, and that Tarzan is actually 
Alan Elsa's brother. Right. Complete rubbish, because as uh, as we know from where they found the ship and activated the magic of the ice um, in Frozen 2, they just drowned. So, I mean, <laughs> why, why? Why? I mean, that is some convoluted fan theory, isn't it? That That is... Uh... Well, I mean, they could have they could have chosen any, almost any film that they oh they survived and now they're the parents of dot dot dot. And I think I think some of it's based on the fact that like the dad in Tarzan has a passing resemblance to Anna Elsa's dad in that right. he's a human male. <laughs> Maybe got some facial hair. <laughs> yes, I think he has got some facial hair. Right. Yeah. So, so, but so, did you enjoy the princess switch too? Switched again. I I more enjoyed the fact that it was our first Christmas film of the year. I wouldn't necessarily put it in my top ten thousand films, but (laughs) (laughs) but it was it was passable. Um, You know, since streaming has sort of opened everyone's options up, I've noticed going on the last few weeks. There are like a million more Christmas films that I ever knew existed. Oh God! There, I mean, there are, before streaming, there was there was all these channels that spawned up on Sky and on Freeview and everything, isn't it? There's there's whole channels dedicated to twenty four hour Christmas movies that are just like American straight to TV jobbies. Like, uh, what is it? Is it the Hallmark Channel? Yeah, yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. And I just—it's fair to say it's it's quantity, not quality, with them. In all I'm pre- honesty, I'm, I'm pretty sure my parents have seen every one of those films. <laughs> <laughs> like, every year, it would be, oh, we just we just watched Christmas films all day yesterday. Well, it's, it's October. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Um, you you don't get the same market for Easter films, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Life of Brian, maybe, and that's it. <laughs> no, if anything, that's uh, that's is equal measure a pancake day film, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a really niche market. <laughs> the, the, oh. <laughs> I can't remember who it was now. It was a comedian saying you don't get the same feeling with other holidays you get with Christmas. It's not like you smell some lemon and go, oh, it made me feel all pancakey. <laughs> <laughs> but we watched our first Christmas film the other day as well, actually. Similarly, after we put the decorations up. And again, we didn't go for one of the, like, the A-lists. We we went for um, Deck the Halls. Oh, yeah. With... Yeah. Um, Matthew, Matthew that's it, Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito. And yeah. um, I'd not seen it before. And actually, when we started it playing, I was disappointed because I was convinced in my head that we were settling down to watch Jingle All The Way. <laughs> Another film named after a, a lyric from a classic Christmas song. Yeah, that's enough. That's that's how the producers worked. They just said, right, I want you to go and find a hook from any Christmas song that's old enough to not have to pay rights to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did, There's some bits of that, that. I suppose it's the nature of all sort of 
B B list and below cinema, but some bits of that haven't aged particularly well. No, like there's a there's a bit in it where like Matthew Broderick is sort of shouting at some scantily clad girls, "Who's your daddy?" And it just I mean, I know it's supposed to be an uncomfortable scene in the film anyway, but I just felt dirty watching it. Yeah. It's weird how, uh, yeah, you don't have to go back very far for things to suddenly feel not right, do you? No. There's definitely it's... Been, a, been a sea change in the last 10 years. But uh, So I suppose that comes... So if, if those two films aren't in your your big big hitters list of Christmas films, what is? Oh, well... The... Uh, my my biggest hitter of all time, It's a Wonderful Life, is up there with Jaws and Ghostbusters as almost wow. annual, almost annual events. Last year, I didn't manage to watch Jaws this summer, but it's almost uh, a staple. Didn't watch It's a Wonderful Life last Christmas, which must be the first time I've not watched that for about fifteen years. So. <laughs> uh, it's 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 got to happen this year. So is Jaws in your Christmas films then? Just to... <laughs> <laughs> no, this summer I said Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be. It probably I has d- been on a lot of times at Christmas. I, I see, weirdly, weirdly, I do think of Jaws as a Christmas Christmas film, and I think it's just because I've watched it so many times at Christmas that it's embedded, it's hardwired into my festive lineup now. If Maybe I, I should my... watch Jaws Four this Christmas because that is a Christmas film. Oh yeah, how that's weird, isn't it? I think one of my best Christmas days ever was spent um, the end of it. Uh, I was just about to nod off and go to bed, and then I flip through the channels and realised Jaws is on. I've stayed up. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I mean, Absolutely I've seen it. Done. It's like I've already seen it at least three times this year, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I've, so good. I've um Is it your favourite film ever? Yes, it is my yeah. favourite film ever. I love it. I just love the feel of it. But circling back to the point I was gonna make then, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. Do it. I uh Okay, I'll uh, I'll come back in for, well, how long is it? An hour? <laughs> is it on a <laughs> is it on a streaming one. service? I don't know. I don't know. I've got it on DVD. In fact, I've got um, I've got a DVD special edition that comes with two discs. One is in black and white, and one is a colorized version, uh, which I tend to alternate between the two. I might the girls have never seen it, and I might put the color one on just surreptitiously one day. Not try and nail them to the seat because they'll never do that. They'll never sit down and watch it. But if it's just on in the background, I might start to drip feed it into their consciousness this year. That's a good idea. So, something I really do like about Christmas, and it's something that I don't, I don't film wise. Um, I really like those sort of old timey style musicals. Yeah, I love and, and like Oliver. I love Oliver, My Fair Lady, um, all that sort of stuff, and I and my wife cannot stand it. <laughs> <laughs> She hates those films, the sorts of films with a passion. The thing is, I don't think it's because she doesn't like musicals. I, th- I think she likes musicals, but I don't think she likes that sort of, hey, guys, you're dead, Vaudeville, that kind of musical. <laughs> yeah. 
She just can't stand that sort of thing. But then again, it's the same with Carry On films. She doesn't like them either. I mean... What a Carry On. What? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what I like about a Christmas film-wise, that sort of daytime viewing, effortless sitting. It's like a big, comfy chair. That's what I like about them. It feels like a nice, big, cosy hug. So I, I I think if you sit down and watch It's a Wonderful Life with your favourite tipple and little snack, I think it'll become your new Christmas tradition. Oh, that's interesting. See, all I know about It's a Wonderful Life, really, is for, for the snippets I learn when I think, is it on Friends, where they tell Phoebe to go and watch it and she just is horrified by how depressing it is. <laughs> I mean... It, bits of it, bits of it are, but it's it comes good in the end, in in many many ways, and a lot of it's told through flashback, and you just get to see the characters being just like so much fun. Have you read Better Than Life? So you know how they did no. some Red Dwarf novels. No, I've I've read one of them, but I don't think it was that one. So the second one is based on the the episode Better Than Life, but it's kind of the whole novel, pretty much. And uh, it, it basically lists as trapped inside Bedford Falls, which is the town in It's a Wonderful Life. And he's he's basically so obsessed with that film that he wants to live in that town. And I I, when I read that as a teenager, I didn't understand it because I'd never seen the film. And then when I watched it when I was older, then it, it just suddenly made sense because once you sort of get to know these characters, you're like, oh, I'd love to live there. I'd love to hang out with these guys. Yeah, so it's really good. So that is definitely getting added onto my ledger then to, to watch It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, I'd like to know what you think. So what's your uh, fave? It's a difficult one. Oh, it's really tight. So it's one of two. It's, it's either... Turner and Hooch? <laughs> is that a Christmas film? That's not no. set at Christmas, is it? <laughs> no. Uh, um, I think Clue? it's going to have to be... I do like Clue. I haven't seen it for years. So I've forgotten how good it was. But yeah. No, it's not Clue. Um, I think my favourite Christmas film is, is Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the one that I was... I, and I think it's only just edged out, Scrooged. Oh, I love Scrooged. It's got everything. It's got... Well, it's not got Muppets. So, <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's why it was beaten out um i like scrooge because it's, it's genuinely funny love very heartfelt and it's got some really good slapstick comedy in it yeah especially that i think is it got a fairy hitting a man in the face with a toaster yep yeah i love that love all that and it's but bill murray at the peak of his powers isn't it yeah it's a film that i don't think would get made these days if anything, the concept of it could be applied even better these days, though, couldn't it? With, like, to sort of social media mogul type, you know, yeah. it, it could, you could play that. And, right, I'm, 
get Hollywood on the phone. <laughs> Scrooge, <laughs> Scrooge reboot focusing on um, Zuckerberg as the Scrooged character. Yeah, brilliant. It's probably already in the works in the Netflix Somebody... cinematic universe, Christmas universe. <laughs> Is it compulsory to have Vanessa Hutchins in those films? Well, she's because she's in one, isn't she? So there is another one. So she, she did the Princess Switch. Then the following year, she did a night before Christmas, but where like she's a teacher oh. and a knight from medieval times comes to the uh, present. I think classic wordplay. Yep, and and then she did Princess Switch two and Princess Switch three. So I think the night one can't be in the cinematic universe unless the teacher she plays is another <laughs> lookalike. <laughs> it's, do you know what? It's uncanny, but it's based on reality, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm walking down the street every day and I just think, she looks like Vanessa Hutchins. She looks like Vanessa Hutchins. It's so easy. She's just got one of their very generic faces. <laughs> In the same way that you get get mistaken for both Hobbs and Shaw from the Fast and the Furious franchise. In fact, in fact, yeah, and uh, and Vin Diesel's character, who I've forgotten, what's his what's his character called? Donnie. Dominic Toretto. Dom. Dom. That's Dom. it. Dom. Yeah. 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 Dom. Yeah. yeah. So I've I hit that sweet spot between all three Fast and Furious <laughs> leads with the exception of Paul Walker. You're in the Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I apply for a job now, I'm just going to say, can I have your CV? I'm going to go, just watch the Fast and Furious saga. <laughs> You'll see all of it. Speaking of Fast and Furious and then weird <laughs> connections to other films. So I learned the other day that in... Hobbs and Shaw, there are connections to two other franchises. So one is when Shaw is in his garage and he's got all these different cars that he owns or has stolen, I suspect. Um, <laughs> one one of them is a Mini and he, he says to Hobbs that he got it in Italy or you, did he say he got it in Italy or did he use it in a job? Something like that. But the point is it's meant to be a nod to the fact that Jason Statham was in the Italian job remake. Oh, yes. Yes, he was, wasn't he? Now, the Italian job remake isn't technically a remake because I think Mark Wahlberg's character is meant to be the son or the nephew, perhaps, of Michael Caine's character from the original. I watched the opening of that new version of the Italian job, and yeah, it's definitely not a remake because actually most of it is in is it Brazil? I think most yeah. of the film takes place in Brazil and it's actually called The Italian Job because the events that set the, the film off take place in Italy at the start in Venice. I think they rob someone in Venice and that's why everything happens. But yeah, it always it always struck me as odd that they had Mark Wahlberg as the lead in that when at the time I think Jason Statham was the natural person to be the lead yeah. in a Italian Job reboot, remake, sequel yeah. of sorts. Does that mean that the Fast and the Furious and the Italian Job franchise are the same universe? But then it, there's this other connection. Idris Elba is a human that's got, it has been upgraded. He's a technologically advanced human. 
he he's the bad guy, and I think he has a tattoo that says Wayland on it. Now Wayland is oh. the the company from the Alien films, isn't it? Yes. And of course, he was a character. He played a character in Prometheus. So does this mean that the franchise, the Hobbs, the Fast and the Furious franchise, and the Alien franchise, and the Italian Job franchise are all one universe? Definitely. Thirteen. It's up on it for Fast and Furious Ten, or or whatever they call it, Fast Two Two Ten, Fast Furious. I don't know. That's... <laughs> They're going to have um, a xenomorph yeah. drive a car into a submarine <laughs> and then into, uh, shoot, it in, shoot it into space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's hilarious, isn't it? A franchise that was built on a Point Break remake, essentially, is now now going into space. But um, yeah, the other other potential connection here is there are fan theories out there that the Blade Runner franchise is connected to the Alien franchise, and that the Wayland Corporation and the corporation in Blade Runner that creates the robots in Blade Runner. They're the same company. The, the, the same company. One took the other one over or whatever. And and then, of course, Alien and Predator, they've been merged. So, so it's, it's it's two for one, isn't it, with Alien? Buy this Alien, get that Predator free. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is this universe now? It's the fast and furious Alien Predator Italian oh. job featuring probably Vanessa Hutchins. <laughs> <laughs> she, she she can she can't appear in a Fast and Furious film now, can she? Because it would um, mess up the burgeoning Netflix Christmas universe. Yeah. <laughs> and Unless, in fact, is every character she's ever played in every film part of the Christmas <laughs> the Princess Switch universe? Every every character does an, an evolution of a slightly better British accent. She's <laughs> getting incrementally better. It's weird because even though I knew it was Vanessa Hutchins, is it Hutchins or Hudgens? I don't know how you pronounce it. It's spelt Hud Jens, isn't it? But definitely not Hud Jens. <laughs> Hud Hud Jens. H U D. It's actually she's actually a robot from the future. And uh, in one of the films, you actually get to see things through her eyes. And, uh, yeah, there's like a hood. <laughs> so, um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Yeah, even though I knew it was Vanessa Hudgens, <laughs> I'm never going to be able to say her name now. Even though I knew it was her, in my, yeah. my head, it was interpreting it as um, Victoria Beckham. What? In my head, maybe it's because that's like who she was basing the character on, or one of the characters. They can't all be based on them because they're all different people. But <laughs> oh my god, my head's going to explode! <laughs> <laughs> like like a princess Christmas cracker. Have you ever heard this theory before? That Kevin McAllister in Home Alone, because he's so into his uh, booby traps, he actually grows up to be the main character in the Saw franchise. <laughs> I think we've touched on it before, but you know, it's not like we've not got over old ground on the podcast before. 
<laughs> and it links back, doesn't it, to the thing about Tarzan being Anna and Elsa's brother. That yeah. fans with too much time on their hands will find links where there aren't links. They will interpret little bit patterns and deliberate nods and winks to things. And it's it's very easy to go down those rabbit holes, isn't it? Yeah. Now, again, we might have touched on this before, but and I'm going to have to look it up. There is definitely a website out there that exists about TV crossovers. And the object of this website is to try and convince people that every TV show takes place in the same audit, <laughs> same universe. So, because there's so many like dramas and sitcoms where a character's appeared in the background or an actor's appeared in in maybe one scene and they've not been a named character therefore they could be the character from another thing and you know it goes on and on and on and if you know if everyone connects if every connection is therefore true then then every tv show takes place in the same universe i remember my ex-sister-in-law um got very excited about the idea of a the bill london's burning What's the hospital one? <laughs> Casualty. Casualty <laughs> crossed over. <laughs> Very excited. Yeah. More excited than anyone should have any right to be excited about those three, what I think are quite dull programs. <laughs> yeah. But she, she was convinced that they all took place in the same, I suppose, well, she never used the phrase same universe, but I suppose that now we know better. That's that's what she was angling at, and she thought it was a brilliant idea. And that's, just, I mean, that's baffling that someone could get that excited about it. I mean, technically they could, because they, you know they just exist, don't they? In the same way, EastEnders could be part of it, and Coronation Street could be part of it. I swear, the only the thing that makes it all potentially crumble is when an actor's been in both series playing different characters but then you just throw the Vanessa Hood Jens <laughs> example and then you go yeah just, they were just, just different. acting different <laughs> they just looked <laughs> the same but were doing this... different things so I think do you, have you ever seen Cougar Town? No well I think that was written by the guy who wrote or someone who had some involvement in Scrubs and there's characters from in, from Scrubs that appear in Cougar Town, um, right? Quite, quite, quite a lot. It's like the you know, do you remember the sort of inept hospital lawyer? Yeah. It's like I think it's after he's got fired, he ends up in the same town, living there. Right. But then they, but then you encounter the exact problem you've said because Courtney Cox played a character brief Scrubs. And she's obviously <laughs> the main character in Cougar Town, playing the different, but she just hudgensed it. So yeah. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's now a verb. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. That's our, that's our equivalent of it, it was on the Hellmouth. That's our get out for anything now. <laughs> no, just, yeah. I mean, that's if people get confused when they see me. When they say, but how could you be in Fast 1 and 4 and Hobbs and Shaw all at the same time? I said, 
Tud Jensed it. I look the same, <laughs> but I'm just actually different characters. <laughs> it's time for a rank. What shall we call this feature? The soldiers of hell rank off. Come rank with me. Strictly come ranking. Maybe just a load of rank. She really ought to go into our uh, soldiers of hell this this month, didn't she? But I actually don't know any of her characters' names. No, nor do I, actually. And I watched a significant chunk of one of them, but I didn't watch it. It was on in the background. I feel like I want to make that clear now. At the end of the film, does she get it? Does she get it? Well, yeah. Does she get the switch that she was wanting for Christmas? Because <laughs> I don't think that... <laughs> It's sponsored by Nintendo. <laughs> the whole universe. <laughs> Yeah, does that, make, does that mean that uh, D- Dennis Hopper and Bob Hoskins film is part of the same universe? Maybe. Does that mean that Dennis Hopper's character from Mario Brothers is actually the same character in Speed? It's after King Cooper has come through the portal, he become, he carries on his life of crime and takes over a, a speeding bus. <laughs> so... What I was going to say was, yeah, whatever a character's called, that's going in Soldier of yeah. Soldiers of Hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, let's just put her in. We'll put in all her characters from everything. She can be an entire set of foot soldiers. She She's a battalion. Yeah. She can be all Speak. of them. It'll be like it's like that thing from The Matrix 2 where, where you got all the Agent Smiths. There's just a million Hudgenses. Soldiers of Hell! Speaking about how, like, how things age very quickly and Vanessa Hudgens, um, have you seen Sucker Punch? Yes. I'm not convinced that that sits quite as well as it did when I first viewed it now. No, not at all. The entire, basically, everything we know to have happened that is reality, as opposed to what they're imagining, isn't isn't very good at all, is it? If fact, none of it, not on any level. There's three levels of reality in that film, aren't they? But it's not clever I can't enough remember. to have it's that a many levels. Long time since I've seen it, but yeah, definitely uh, not comfortable subject matter, is it? No. So. The Christmas films are on. Yeah. Decorations are up. Yeah. What is your next big Christmas prep then? With the music what been on. Yeah, we all know the music's been on. Yep, that's good. I do. I think I've gone later with the music this year than I have previously. Do you normally, normally wait until your birthday's over? I get accused fairly regularly of not liking Christmas. And that's not true at all. I love Christmas. I just cannot stand Christmas too early because I think the more it goes on, the more it waters it down, thereby detracting from Christmas. I feel exactly the same. Yes. So I think you kick things into proper Christmas gear. I think the first weekend of December is when you can really ramp it up. Yeah. So it's not like I deliberately say, no, I want my birthday out of the way first. It's just a happy coincidence that I could segue nicely from one to the next, pretty much. Um, so yeah, so the music. So I've gone later this year, but it's pretty much a hundred percent Christmas songs now. There's yeah, <laughs> there's, there's there's nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to hammer it. 
I, I, I would say some of my trappings have already started. So I've started to kind of lean towards retro gaming rather than modern gaming. Uh, I've had my Raspberry Pi out and I've been rebuilding that. Um, I, here's a ledger item, actually, to just quickly resolve. It's time to resolve the outstanding issues from the last podcast or longer ago. Let's mark things off the ledger. Let's mark things off the ledger. Let's mark things off the ledger. Ledger, ledger. I've been trying to fix the Atari that you gave me. Oh, yes. Still, still haven't. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not, the, the only way to go now, I've run out of all simple approaches. I either go deep or don't bother. Because <laughs> I'm actually a bit lost now as to what to do. So he's um, actually going to be taking, taking a screwdriver to it is the only option left. Yes, which I have done. I've had a look at it cosmetically, but it'll be uh, the multimeter and swapping out components and all sorts of stuff, which could be extremely time-consuming with no reward at the end. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where I get with that. But so that's interesting. Tra- the retro gaming is a is more of a Christmas thing. Yes, I always feel a bit more... Well, I think it's the nostalgic thing, just like watching old films or listening to old songs. It just... It feels cosy, doesn't it? I suppose. I see what you mean. Yeah. Oh, I understand that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's, it, it, it's the nostalgia of Christmas rather than maybe Christmas itself. Yeah. And the same, the other thing is um, putting on records. So actually, literally. And um, I think most of these things come down to time, don't they? So you spend most of your year sort of, dashing from one thing to the next. And then December, once all the shopping's been done and the obvious chores, you actually allow yourself to ease into it. And provided you've actually got some time off work, you 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 give yourself some time to just cosy up and watch movies and listen to records and play old games and, yeah, all that stuff. Bloody love Christmas. <laughs> I love appropriately timed Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's your next thing on your list to, to kind of make it as festive as possible? I think it's food for me is what really gets me going at Christmas, I think, nowadays. It's yep. something as simple as like dry roasted nuts. I love dry roasted nuts, but I love the way at Christmas you get the proper tin can with the really nice design on it and you get the nice biscuits that's got that sort of danish scandy design on the tins it's that coziness and is it i suppose what's it's the right word isn't it um <laughs> what then no, what's it's at christmas as well yeah what's yeah what's it's giant what's it's <laughs> is the higgy it's, it's it's a word that's sort of come and gone in the uh, yeah 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 it, it was popular it's come for a year wasn't it it was yeah. it was very popular for a year um, but I love hey, I, that's what I love was about it, it. Who, who is it again isn't isn't she a character so that's in a... <laughs> yeah that's <awesome>. <laughs> yeah that's what I like I love the smell of like um, cinnamon and ginger yeah. or those sorts of things and like, I suppose like when you say like you you spend time doing things a little bit more slow down like yeah i'll spend time making mince pies 
I don't even like mince pies, but everyone else does. <laughs> and it's, I can't stand them. But I'm conscripted and forced, chained to the oven to make mince pies for the family at Christmas. So you that's what I like. on the head. Yeah. The hygge or hygge or hudgens. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. But that that word essentially means doing that, living that all year round. You don't have to eat mince pies all year round. I mean, that I love a mince pie, but that would be goddamn <laughs> awful <laughs> to do that. But it, it's the vibe, isn't it? It's that yeah. lower pace of life, coziness, appreciating things that you like, um, appreciating the anything, really, rather than just rushing from one thing to the next and ticking off boxes. And the weird thing um, is, it's like you you find ways to enjoy little things. I think at Christmas that you don't, that you you just put a little bit more effort into it. Like we at Christmas, we'll go and we'll 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 buy a nice butter. We won't just yeah. have the normal. We'll, well, not always Christmas, so we'll have a nice butter. <laughs> it's just silly <laughs> things like that. That, yeah. I can have that now because well, it's Christmas, isn't it? Of course, I can have the proper nice butter with the, in the butter tin. Butter tin, not a tin, is it? <laughs> but, butter <Okay>. caddy. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. <laughs> the thing you lift the lid off and the butter lives underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like I've gone mental. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me. Well, I uh, what whatever you get up to, hope you enjoy a cozy Christmas. But um, if you only watch one film, I'd say ignore the Vanessa Hugo cinematic <laughs> universe and uh, yeah, go for it. It's a wonderful life, and report back. I will do. That's on my ledger now to watch it. Very good. Yes, and uh, let us know your Christmas niceness that you you'd like you guys out there. Tell us what makes you feel festive. So uh, tell us. You can drop us a note on Anchor. There you go. Yeah, do we'll that. Include That's it in the show. A festive note. Don't know what Excellent. makes it festive. Gold trim um, paper. Extra mince. <laughs> do you mean mince pie? Mince meat? No. Or like imperial. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the way I walk down the street when I'm listening to Christmas songs. <laughs> <laughs> the four minces. <laughs> well, enjoy the festivities and uh, yes, Merry Hudgens. Soldiers of Hell is a Fosgate Studios production. If you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, comment, and share.